0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're tuned in to the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. We've had a few episodes this year that featured Alisa Brina Ismail, Director of Architecture from the Faculty of Built Environment and Surveying, University of Technology Malaysia, talking about concepts relating to urban design and architecture. We've touched on a few topics such as practical mass architecture, designing cities for the elderly and the history of housing design and development in Malaysia, among others. In this episode, we're going to get her to reflect on these conversations that we've had throughout the year and discuss how we can continue talking about these topics and make them relatable to the public a lot more.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Hanif. Thank you again for having me in BFM Radio. Um, there's a lot of topics that we have been discussed in year 2022 and there's been a series of a lot of topics that evolve um, around public architecture that relates to more towards community and society. Um, but from all the topics that we had discussed, um, I think the most dearest topic that actually captured and come to my attention is actually the issue of housing in Malaysia. Um, I know in the first series, uh, in the fifth series that we have talked about the history of housing, design and development in Malaysia. But the most crucial part when we relate to cities' development, um, housing is actually uh, the most vital and crucial issue. Mm. Because we know that in urban cities, uh, namely like in Kuala Lumpur area, um, the issue of affordable housing shortage is actually very, very crucial. And um, there's a lot of things when we talk about housings in cities because when we talk about um, the supply and demand and and um, housing supply has, has constantly fallen short, especially in, in large and in big cities. Yeah. So the, the big issue here that we need to focus in cities is the way how we live in big cities. Yeah.
0: All mm, right. I think uh, to a certain extent, I think we've been having this conversation, especially because uh, of your role as an educator, right? So um as an educator, it's part of your core duty to impart this knowledge to students. But how can um the public, who may not necessarily need to know these things, uh, take in what we've discussed throughout the year to process and help them make sense of the city that they're staying in? You know what I mean?
1: yeah because when when we talk about living living in a city actually and how to actually build up a sustainable living kind of environment in the city um it it has to go from um the ideation of a bottom up approach and uh, not by by looking at this which means that need to improve a society collaboration at the public level first. And this actually need to involve the decision-making process among the society and and how things actually inputs and how should they be done. So actually, there should be a two-way communication in which uh, from the society up to the um, policymakers and up to the government. So this is very important actually where we actually as a society also need to have a connection uh, with the authority and also with the policymakers and it is very important for us actually to empower to share a lot of new ideas and in that sense when you talk about this, um, there's a lot of nitty-gritty aspects talking about city living because now most of people live in cities in urban areas and this is quite crucial when we talk about changing lifestyle, um, economic status, um, cultural background because there's a lot of um, what you call that um, different sets of ideation or ideologies and beliefs that comes into place. So in that sense, is that how do we actually going to mix them together in creating a more harmonious kind of city living among the community and among the society, especially in Malaysia itself?
0: Yeah. Um, based on your experience, um, have you ever had to perhaps explain to um people about the kind of things that you teach and you think about? Because I think to a certain extent I know when it comes to talking about um architecture, city, urban design and whatnot and, and this is something that I think I reflect on as well, because I think we've been doing this, this sort of like series as well, right, for quite a while now. Um, how, how do we make these issues closer or more, more relevant to the people out there who might not necessarily think about these things? You know what I mean? Because I think sometimes, you know, NGOs, um, will champion, um, activists will champion these things. Um, and I guess to a extent, we are one way or another championing these things, but how do we get people to start reflecting a lot more on, on, on the cities that they live in beyond, beyond the practical issues I suppose
1: Mm. I think everyone plays an important role when you talk about uh, community living, um, from the public, uh, from different genders, age, background, uh, different culture, and things like that. So, but but in this sense, um, I think academic, uh, academicians do play an important role, because uh, when we talk about academicians, the nitty gritty or what you call that, the starting point is that talking about education. So, education is very important in developing awareness, especially among. the the children going up to the youngsters and then going up to to the youth and when they go to universities levels and things like that. So when we talk about living in the cities, everybody has a role to play Um, and education doesn't grow by itself because awareness doesn't grow by itself. It has to go to a very long kind of a process of development or evolution. And when we talk about education systems, uh, we also need to talk about how do we actually promote knowledge to the society so in this sense in promoting a kind of a sustainable a healthier living environment in a city and how we need to improve the lifestyle it has to start from the roots so, when you talk about from the roots, it has to start back to education system itself. So, in this sense, um, we need to do a lot of um, awareness campaigns, um, workshops, and educate the public on how to live and create a healthier living environment and sustainable living environment in the city itself. And when we talk about it, if you look in the condition of Malaysia nowadays, um, the awareness among our society about creating sustainable living environment in cities is quite low. Um, we are there yet, but not there yet. That is that is actually um, my, my point of view. Because there's a lot of things that we need to learn. And when we talk about learning, uh, it takes a process. So which means in this sense is that how do you embedded the values is also important and and when you talk about the values values of of um, belief system of different cultures and backgrounds you need to actually to develop the values and you actually to train the values and embedded it in our lifestyle especially in our daily living yeah so that that is the most important key point about values is also need to be embedded yeah
0: yeah, which means that the the I guess the process does not necessarily mean that it needs to be done in a formal way, right? And I, and when I say formal, yeah. I mean uh, via schools, via teachers. It needs mm-hmm. to also come from I guess families, parents, perhaps you know playing playing their role in actually maybe imparting this. The, the word that you use is values, uh, right? So yeah. imparting these values to kids as well, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So it it has to grow from a kind of what we call um, informal education, also. Because when children goes to school, it's a formal education where it is some sort of like a structured program or a structured curriculum. But sometimes when you talk about education, it happens. Um, it just happens. Sometimes when 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 we go and look into um, in the environment for itself, in the cities like you have some sort like uh, thoughts or maybe some sort like um, a trigger in terms of the sense of value, or you talk about sense of empathy in that sense. So the thing actually will trigger your sense of logical kind of uh, mature thinking on how you want to do something that can give benefit back to people, give benefit back to society. For instance, I'm giving you an example. Um, When we go to big cities, you know, there's a lot of leftover spaces or pocket spaces among buildings or, or within buildings that is being constructed. But if you go to um, a lot of Western countries, um, they actually use these leftover spaces to make it as a production space that actually can generate income, um, make it as a place for space making or create the sense of place making in society. So this is where the values of um, valuing greenery life, especially in cities, is very important. So this doesn't happen a day because it, it needs to be embedded with awareness with the sense of empathy, if you have a sense of empathy of how creating a healthy environment, it will trigger your sense of values. What should be done? What action should you take? And what is your responsibility as an individual in society? So this is what is really, really important that we need to embed the, the, the values of empathy to all generation. Means from the children to the kids up until the youth and then up until the adulthood. So this is this is it needs it needs a long process, but it can be done actually.
0: Mm. You mentioned some concepts there that I think we've maybe we have discussed before, um, which are yeah. I guess pretty important. Uh th- these concepts are pretty important to talk about. And I think to understand, extent it's very forward looking as well, talking about yeah. um empty spaces, uh placemaking and whatnot, right? Uh, yeah. but we have also discussed this year some topics that are in relation to perhaps making the city more inclusive for the elderly as well as most architecture and how important it is to make them more practical for end users, right? Um. So based on your experience, how should conversations like this, which I think to a certain extent, they are focusing more on the nitty-gritty aspects of city living and it is very practical, mm-hmm. can be discussed a lot more, you know? How, how do we get people to, I guess, start thinking about very practical issues that, um, I think to a certain extent, a lot of people, maybe they have been thinking about these things, but how can we surface these conversations a lot more for the public to start thinking about?
1: Um, I think one one of the thing that we can do in community um, like I mentioned previously is talking about the sense of awareness where sense of awareness starts from the values of empathy um, but then when you have sense awareness sometimes you cannot, work alone or you cannot um, actually achieve this uh, as individual because it has to be in a group so when you talk about a group it has to grow within the community itself and when i talk about within the community building is that you know everyone must have a vision and when you talk about a vision everyone have must have a clear mission and what are they trying to do so if if you look into the issues of pollution in cities for example or or you look into the problem of housing design what is your role and what is your responsibility and what is your response that you should take upon it? For instance, um, if you go into housing um, development or things like that, um, you will see there's there's, um, a lot of problems in terms of the way it was designed, or maybe in terms of the playgrounds, it, it doesn't show the idea of sense of security and safety. So, as working in a group in a community, maybe it will it will trigger much sense of responsibility. So, this means like you need to work together, like having a lot of campaigns, you know, having a lot of public talks, um, discourse, intellectual discourse, and having a lot of intellectual conversation. So, great ideas actually triggers from. Just just a small little conversation and it can spark into a big vision and it can go with a lot of mission and and strategic planning after that. And it needs to work within that kind of a community development itself. So that's why I say that when we talk about um, spaces like um, the design of the mosque and elderly housing, everyone play a role to actually give some feedback or comments. What should we do? to give a betterment living for everyone. So if everyone have this sense of consideration, sense of empathy, sense of responsibility, huge change can be made, not only within the society itself, uh, not only within the region, but also within a bigger scope at worldwide also. So this can be achieved if everyone has a very strong vision and mission, like saving planet Earth, for example, or have a lot of greenery spaces in cities, areas. So, because what I'm saying is that the people, the the voice of the people has a strong motivation that can rally the spirit of togetherness. And this one actually can change the society mindset. Yeah.
0: That was Adi Sabrina Ismail, director of architecture from the Faculty of Built Environment and Surveying, University Technology Malaysia, sharing her thoughts on the conversations that we've had about the city throughout this year. We're going to make way for some messages. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin, and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM eighty-nine point nine. BFM at 9.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharuddin. Alisa Abdinais smile Director of Architecture from the Faculty of Built, Environment and Surveying, University of Technology Malaysia, joins me this week for our final chat for the year 2022. We've been reflecting on the chats that we've had this year and how we can further the conversation on city design, architecture, and living, especially for the masses. Here's the second part of our discussion. Let's reflect a bit on city living Um, If you think about it, city living and lifestyle is I think slowly getting a lot more challenging these days Um, Especially with economic recession coming And you know, climate change You can argue literally here with flash floods and all What in your opinion are some of the aspects That we should pay a lot more attention to next year You know, as we sit down and think about the city Yeah,
1: 2030 is the big year because I think um, if you read the United Nations goal number 11 um, they already have listed out a lot of plan. By the year 2030, and what every city in the world and what every country should achieve. And if you look into their sustainable development agenda, um, Goal 11 in the United Nations, the one thing that they mention is that to make better cities and human settlements inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable. So, when we talk about this, uh, these three or four important keywords here inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable, here it means that by the year 2030, Um, all cities perhaps and all places in the world should ensure access for adequate, safe and affordable, which means affordable and the most important thing, focusing on housing and basic necessities and basic services. So in this sense, uh, when we talk about all of these basic services and facilities and necessities, it involves everything that relating to the needs of the society. So which means that in this sense, we are talking about... um, sustainable human settlement planning and where you can provide a lot of um, services that talk about assessing to save uh, living and also give consideration especially to persons with disabilities, focusing more on women, on children and give a lot of uh, equitable assess especially to all walks of people's life and strata of society. So this is very important that for the year 2030, I think um, we need to achieve something, and especially in Malaysia, there's a lot of changes has to be made, especially in the big cities. So, and I think we need to refer back to the Sustainable Development Agenda by the United Nations Goal Eleven. So, and there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, and if you look at that, we need to look back into our public transportation, um, our living settlements, and also um, creating a better connectivity and accessibility to all people, especially the society.
0: Yeah. Mm. Do you think that these things can be tackled with all the challenges or some of the challenges that I mentioned earlier? You know, um, do you think that we can perhaps work towards that with you know these challenges around as well?
1: Yes definitely of course um like, like what i mentioned before some things has to be done you know um we ha- we have to make the change somewhere so and and change starts with aspiration and aspiration, it doesn't happen at day because it starts from issues and problems. So there's a lot of issues and problems happening around us. So if we don't have a clear aspiration, a clear vision and mission on what should we improve in terms of the quality of living and things like that, our economic standards and things like that, uh, we cannot go anywhere. So it, it starts from just a small thing, but it can make a bigger change. So this is this is very critical actually. So the participatory of all walks of people actually need to work together hand in hand actually to make a change for a good sustainable human settlement living. Yeah. Mhm.
0: All right. Yeah. So I don't want to be too negative either. So, I mean, let's talk about some of the positive things that people can, I guess, get excited by or look forward to um, perhaps, you know, um, in the future, in terms of, I guess, when it comes to talking about city development, city living and lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the thing when we talk about um, excitement to me, when we talk about living in a city, number one, um, everyone needs to live in a comfortable home. Okay, you need to have a good access to decent, affordable housing. And when we talk about that, living is very crucial. So in this sense, it also relates to health and well-being of the people and also the smooth functioning of economy, development, so this is actually the basis that actually can create very strong and stable communities. And when you have a very strong and stable communities with good economic, um, better economic um, development and also you have a good terms in terms of education and educating the society, it will automatically provide a good health outcomes for all walks of individuals, families and communities. So that's why I said everything starts from the home. You know, it starts from the home, then it goes to the society, then it goes to the to the region, then it goes up to the country level. So it's, it's a lot of things to be done, um, I know. But then if we look forward for a future upward uh, kind of a living, I think we can make a change for that one. Yeah.
0: Alright, um, we've just had our general election recently and we have a new government that's committed to reform. Uh, with the new government comes new expectations and hopes. Uh, what are your hopes and aspirations for this new government in relation to city living and city management? I mean, what, what, what should they focus on?
1: Okay, um, okay, that's a very good question, actually, Hanif, and and a very good um, suggestion also. So when I talk about that, um, the thing that I hope, actually, um, aspiration for this new government is that in terms of city living and city management is that um, we need to create and make better cities and human settlement. And in this sense, it really backs to what I said previously, um, a city that is inclusive, safe, resilient, and also sustainable. And in this sense, I think the focus keyword is that we need a good access to decent kind of affordable housing. So which means that because when we talk about housing, it is actually the fundamental to the health and well-being of the people. So, um, and as you can know that Malaysia's population um, by 2030, it will be projecting to reach about 36.09 million people. And this one will increase by the year 2050 to further up to 40.55 million. So as the number of population number increase in Malaysia, there's a lot of demands for um, comfortable living also increase, especially in bigger cities. So to me, my, my hope to the um, new government is that if it's, it's good to have more increased access to affordable housing, especially for the targeted groups, and also strengthen the planning and the management and the implementation for a better living of public housing and also encourage a better environment and friendly facilities to enhance livability among all walks of community. So this is very important because to ensure um, everyone has equal rights who live in the cities, not only in cities, but also in the rural areas, to have um, environment-friendly facilities and also a good living environment. Yeah, I think that's my hope.
0: <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, before we end, um, I know this show is called I Love KL, but I can't help but think about other cities in Malaysia as well. Based on your observation, um, where are other cities in terms of their level compared to KL, um, especially c- cities in Malaysia, you know, Penang, Johor?
1: Um, Okay. Um, To me, um, when you talk about cities development, um, the most important thing is talking about economic growth. Um, Maybe different cities have different sets of policies or development goals and things like that in what you really intention to achieve in terms of economic development for the societal well-being and things like that. Uh, But to me, um, whether you are in Kuala Lumpur, whether you are Penang, whether you are Johor Bahru, you know, and uh, when you talk about big cities, it always deal with human settlements. So, and in big cities nowadays, especially you go to Johor, Penang, and and uh, other places, big cities, the most. Big problematic is talking about um, living settlements. So, affordable housing, um, especially for for uh, household, and the demands of a lot of affordable housing program. That is the main actually key problem that is especially happening in in big major cities. So that, that's why I was mentioning just now is that. It's best to increase the access to more affordable housing, especially for targeted groups in city areas. So this is actually crucial um, in in Malaysia now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Another question before we end. Um, yeah. What are your hopes for next year, uh, specifically uh, in terms of city living, um, conversations surrounding cities? Yeah.
1: Um conversation um, relating to cities, of course, we need to have a lot of intellectual conversation. So, and, and when you talk about a lot of uh, intellectual conversation, meaning that reaching out to all walks of society. so And this is a very crucial not only for the academician but also it has to start from public awareness, from school children, from up to um, different sets of, of background of peoples from different income groups and things like that. So this basic awareness actually will open up our minds and then will actually give a lot of aspiration and inspiration on what should we achieve and what should we change. Because nowadays everyone lives in cities Cities, Hanif. so we work in cities we live in cities but and you know and up to some point the cities will become so densely populated so what happens next so and and what what can we actually do within that dense kind of land and, and how we're going to live in etiquette and safe manner so these are the things that also we need to look at yeah especially in big cities
0: You've been tuning in to I Love KL, and that was Sabrina Sabrinaizmael. She's the director of architecture from the Faculty of Built Environment and Surveying, University Technology Malaysia. And we've been reflecting on how we can advance and elevate the conversations that we've had about the city for the masses. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my/ILoveKL, our app, which you can find via Google Play and the App Store, and you can also find this podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Anif Baharudin, and have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week, only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.